Uh, good evening, 5.30, Friday the 9th. It has been a long time since the three of us have gotten together. Pretty much exclusively my fault. We had a scheduled recording. I think my intro on the throwback episode said that I forced us to cancel because I wasn't feeling well, but I'm feeling great. And uh, we had to align our schedules, but we're back in your feed and I'll try and edit this quickly. So it gets out there, but it is five 30. It's not five o'clock here. It's five o'clock somewhere. We have a strong and special drink. Our podcast sheet is organized. Matt has really just taken the reins that I have let fall by the wayside and updated our spreadsheet, scheduled our meeting and just really taken the bull by the horns. And I think that's a perfect segue, honestly, into what is going to kick the shit out of us right now. Uh, So, Mr. Matt, what beverage is the poison? So, yeah, you're right. right. We haven't spoken to each other. Well, we have on the pod um, in a very long time, and I've missed my co-hosts terribly. I was able, and we'll get into this later, I was actually able to see and touch and kiss Nate uh, in our Oh, my God. Was that in the interim? Yes, it was. But anyway, um, so over the last however many weeks, every week we've been pushing it off, Emily continues to ask if we can change the liquor. And I say, absolutely (laughs) not. We are drinking scotch. You will like it. Uh, So, yeah, scotch it is. And I, you know, just a funny anecdote. I never really liked scotch that much. Before I knew you guys, the class before you at Cornell, I went to one of my classmates' weddings in India, and um, we spent like 10 days there. And I don't know if, I'm not going to make generalizations about the Indian population. It's a giant country. Um, My experience there was that everyone drank scotch nonstop. And so like we would, I drank so much scotch when I was there. that lays like it forced me into thinking about it. So I am just drinking some moderately priced Johnny Walker red. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, Spon- same bottle. Sponsor us. Sponsor <laughs> us, uh, Johnny. I know this is this is very on brand for Johnny Walker. Um, just with a little ice cube. And uh I'm if I was a guessing man, I would say Nate's drinking it with full flavor coca-cola is that is, are you drinking it <laughs> there's actually a new product for those of us who really don't give a fuck anymore it's not just regular coke it's called full coke and it's just more calories and i'm just kidding it's not a real thing i wouldn't um, doubt it but uh no so scotch is and I, i'll save this so emily can go on a more of a scotch rant but uh I like scotch. I don't love the more smoky PD, like single malty type. I mean, I will enjoy a small little, you know, glass of that, but I have developed a little bit of a taste for the blended stuff. Like Johnny mm. Walker's are good. I mean, red is the bottom end of the Johnny Walker spectrum, but uh, it was cheap and the price was right. And I was in a hurry, so I didn't have time to browse, but I'm drink. I put a little soda in there, but just nice little scotch and soda. And then I'm going to run out of ice and, soda and i'm gonna finish the rest of this little bottle before the end of this and i'm starting we're i'll see you guys tomorrow i'll I'll physically be here but um this is where i really want to hear is the queen what is she doing she's and just for our listeners she is furious at me like probably the angriest she's ever been she's tried she's tried several times to thwart the scotch and i just attacked it head on so there is scotch we'll see what she did because she obviously oh, likes to follow the rules, which is 
admirable because Matt would just be like, fuck it and drink whatever he wants if he's not happy with the choice. But Emily, you know, she likes to to abide by the laws of the pod. I'm a rule follower, despite my best intentions or my hopes. So I bought the fucking scotch. I am drinking it. I, <laughs> I as Matthew detailed so many times to be like, so like we missed that episode, right? Like we're skipping ahead to the next one. I, there was, I think another scotch episode in the past that I managed to escape by the, the skin of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was on like prescription meds. And I'm not, I'm actually one of those people that's like an avid believer that you can drink when you're on antibiotics. Like there are only certain antibiotics that you can't drink on. So I'm always the person when someone's like, I'm on meds, I can't drink. I'm like, did you read the label? Like you probably can. A couple drinks on <laughs> Um, But that was my excuse. So I took it. I bought John Barr blended scotch whiskey. It was the least expensive without going like offensively inexpensive where I was like this is just going to taste like turpentine so I haven't even like had a sip yet I want to do it on air with you my real-time reaction so this is lots of ice wow it's a big glass (laughs) way to talk ahead first glass he doesn't want to drink scotch and just holds up the fullest glass i've ever seen like that's a giant size rocks glass to begin with and it is filled to the brim with scotch so i mean honestly i was telling nate before we started him i just got done with like the most intense workout i've ever done in like the last six months so i'm sweating i haven't eaten anything i will be hammered you will most certainly be hammered with that bucket (laughs) of scotch nate is i mean obviously it's an assumption so i guess Guys, let's just roll the dice. Um, I think let's, it's going to be a great episode. Let's see this. Oh, hold on. She's taking, taking a sip. Her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. So is that uh, what it is? Well, I've never heard of that brand. I mean, is it? Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, I don't know. It's not good, but like, it's not good to begin with. So I don't, I like bourbon. I drink bourbon on the raw. I drink all my booze on the rocks because I like it cold. I drink whiskey, Irish whiskey. I like it. Like, I'm pretty good with the brown liquors, but it just tastes like sad, wet sheep. Oh. It tastes like when you're, when you squish into a puddle and it's deeper than you thought and your sock gets wet, it tastes. (laughs) I know that. I know. You're really kind of ruining it for me here. (laughs) You're welcome. This is what you did this to yourself, Matthew. You dug this grave yourself. It tastes like probably like wet wool. Like if you like guts the gut like your if you're like kilt flapped up in your face on a rainy day, in the Scottish Highlands, and it, then you got it in your mouth, you got a mouthful of wet kilt. Mm, it's an acquired okay. taste. I'll tell you guys one quick story about Scotch that I just was reminded of. The first time I ever, literally, this is not enhanced in any way. The first time I ever got drunk, and I'll bleep his last name out, but Anthony. Not my, not that he's not my friend, but don't talk to him anymore. Sure, he's doing great. We drank, we stole single malt scotch from my dad's liquor cabinet when we were like young teenagers and we were drinking it in my basement. And I guess we like got drunk and fell asleep and I peed the bed. And I <laughs> like, 
and which is something that I would and I would admit if it were true. But I am not one of those people who when they get drunk, that's like a thing, because for some people it just is. I've never done it since then. But that was the first time. And we were drunk on like Glenn Livet 25. And I'm sure my dad caught me and yelled at me. But that's my side scotch story. So I started young with the scotch, but oh it doesn't God. sit that well for me right now. But, well, I think we're going to do great, guys. I think we're going to do great. I think this is our first time hanging out in a little while. Um, very excited to see both your faces. Also, just before we get into it, I just want to talk a little bit of shit. So as usual, which I, I'm not even balking about it, really. Emily was late, which is fine. However, bonk, 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 bonk. however, no, it's B-A-L-K, not like chicken bok bok oh my god um anyway however i was just as you were telling your story about your drunk uh 12 year old self i checked my instagram story real quickly and emily while she was late posted a story that's so she was late and posting pictures she runs on social media oh my god Oh no, I was fully late because I was taking selfies with a filter. Yeah. <laughs> like I was I was sitting in bed, like having a little like between work and podcast. Work has been insane, which more on that later, but like I have been going, it's been kind of like around the clock thing. Like like it really has breaks haven't been like it's just been kind of constant, you know, like when you get in those zones where like it's like, okay, well, I have to work when I have to work. It might be like nine o'clock at night. It might be the weekend or whatever. So I was taking a little like respite and experimenting with this little selfie filter. And I looked at the clock <laughs> and I was like, oh no, 531. Let me quickly post this photo of me with a neck tattoo. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Anyway, uh, I'm, we're here. We're queer. We're drinking scotch. I think this is awesome. I love both of you very much. Let's get this show on the road. Matt, what are you stuck on, you little bitch? I am stuck on... What is it? Can't let it go. What are you stuck on? You're stuck on it. Tell me what you're stuck on. So, I'll start with the stuck on it, but I want... Matt, are you... Do Are we going to talk about how we met up and had dinner? Is that part of what you have planned for this? this no, but, I mean, we... No, we can, though. We certainly well, can. Well, I'll, I'll make... I'll, I'll make I'll loop it into my stuck on it, which I spent so much time, sarcastically speaking, thinking about for this week. But no, I was we are blessed to have seen Matt and Jeremy for dinner with one of their cousins for Matt's birthday. We FaceTimed Emily. It was at a wonderful restaurant that I know some people who work at. We had a great time and uh, it was lovely. Matt can fill in any detail. It was a it was a surprise. It was a surprise. I I was surprised. I was not that I with and my wife were going to be there. So Jeremy, Matt's lovely and so sweet man uh, felt like it was a good surprise. I feel like I am not something that people get excited about being surprised by, but it was very nice of him to think that. And I think Matt was, I was surprised. I so, was very surprised and I was very, I got to touch him and squeeze him and he, Oh, he squeezed. Was, he did. Um, did. And I got my end. For our listeners, I also received the Devil's Lettuce patch that was the runaround. <laughs> oh, the was so like- yeah. All right. So this was the this was the. I'll just make this by stuck on it and save the other one for later because otherwise it's going to go too long. But Matt kept harassing me for his delivery of the Devil's Lettuce, and full I har- like full harassment. Like he I wanted totally it. Like he, yeah. again, he was trying to have like dry march, and the whole plan somehow ended up being contingent on me delivering marijuana to him like so he wouldn't drink so it was a whole guilt trip he was laying on me and i knew i was gonna see him so 
I'm sure it would have been fine to ship it. I mean, whatever, 10, like not a, like I w- doesn't matter what, that it would have been like 10 bucks. Like I didn't care about that, but I just kept putting it off, like pretending like I was busy and couldn't send it because I knew I was going to see him because the date for his surprise birthday had been set. So he kept being like, Hey, where's that package, man? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Like I sent it like USPS is like so brutal. Right. Brah. And then like, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, he was like, (laughs) wow. Do you think it like, I mean, I sent it, but like, you know, USPS, like, do you think that that like the drug sniffing dogs got it? And I'm like, no, you idiot. No, they didn't get it. So then I'm like, do you have a tracking number? Like I'm, he's just being like very aloof of just like, yeah, I mean, like I sent it, it'll be there. Like in the day when we, the day the surprise was on that Sunday before we went into the city, I told Jerry, we got in the car to drive into New York. And as we got in the car, the, the USPS little truck rolled up and I was like, we got to wait and see if this is my package. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Nate said he sent it. It should be here today. Yeah. I was, I was pretty, I won't say heated, but I was like irritated. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Just tell me what's going on. So I kept pushing it off. I mean, if I had actually sent it when I had first received it to my own home, it probably would have gotten there two weeks before I saw him, but I was, you know, procrastinating. But anyways, Matt's Worth got the his, wait. Matt's got his lettuce, but here we are, dry April, nine days in, drinking scotch. Not working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I was a very it was amazing birthday. Jeremy, of course, uh, is incredible and the nicest, best human in the world. He surprised me with two surprises. The second surprise being Nate, and I was already half in the bag. So like I was not expecting anything at all. And like they had this little alcove outdoor seating thing and I opened I pulled back the curtain and there was my beautiful boyfriend Nathan with his <laughs> wife I was I was very surprised and very it was a it was a lovely time um and it was a great birthday so yeah that's the I forgot but that's been Jesus Christ it's been like two weeks right I guess it was yeah two weekends ago yeah. so that's what I'm stuck on Matt I'm sorry right. Matt and I'm stuck on weed as it should be <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so what is it? So it is written. So it shall be. Um, I think I'll go next because I actually have a. We're not a political podcast. I know. Blah 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 blah. But I actually want to ask um, Nate a question. Oh, so boy. for our listeners who have been following the news, uh, very high level, the Georgia state legislature passed a bunch of voter restriction laws the republican legislature um we don't want to i don't want to get into like the semantics my opinion and the opinion of many people is that it was restrictive it restricts people of color and marginalized groups from voting uh because republicans don't do well when people of color vote they do well when old white people vote anyway uh it was passed uh, a lot of backlash one of which being um, the Major League Baseball organization pulled the All-Stars game from Atlanta. And like we don't necessarily need to talk about the po- politics of it, but I'm just kind of curious um, because Nate loves sports with a Z, S-P-O-R-T-Z, sports. <laughs> I'm like curious, like, is that from a sports person? Because I know you're political, but like from a sports person, like, does that resonate with you? Like if you if you're one of your straight buddies from like Maryland who doesn't like follow politics and sees that like does that mean anything? Because I'm that's what I'm fa- I'm fascinated by like 
is that making an impact? How are people that are not politically minded like receiving that? I mean, it's very, I mean, certainly complicated and I have not done as much reading on it as I'm sure that both of you have, but I would say very, not anecdotally, but I think that with the major, you know, with all professional sports, the ownership of these teams and these leagues tend to be run like uh, it's very homogenous, you know, and the players who play in the leagues tend to be more of the minorities, you know, um, and I hope that's not coming across as sounding offensive, but it is true. So I think the leagues, you know, need to make decisions, you know, and advocate for their players. And given that the player base, you know, baseball is more, you know, Latino, uh, you know, than the other professional sports, basketball is more black, blah, blah, blah. Um, not to go down a rabbit hole, but I'm happy with what baseball did. I mean, if I think it shows solidarity with their players and like that law is, I mean, it's blackout, like it's blacked out like that. I mean, it's just crazy. And let's not, I don't want to get upset or go down yeah, a rabbit yeah, yeah. hole, but I like when I like that they, cause NFL had its problems with Colin Kaepernick and all the players got offended. It was a whole thing. So I like, you know, that the commissioner of baseball was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like we don't stand for that as a league and we're going to do something immediately about it. You know, it's not yeah. like these other companies that came out after the fact and were like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that's stupid baseball. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck it. So that's my, yeah. And that's why, and that's why I've been, I've been like obsessed with following the story just in like the responses. Like I know that, you know, Delta put out a statement and like, whatever, that's great. Like I love his, I love a good statement, but like, doesn't mean anything. And like the CEO of Delta and, the governor of Georgia, like in a, like a lover's spat, two old white straight men and the lover's spat on like Twitter. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. And so, you know, I, I, I try to think, you know, the governor was like, well, you know, this is cancel culture. And it's like, but like, nobody complains about that. Like if there was like a Christian conference coming, like there was like scheduled for New York city and like, I don't know, they, New York, like expanded abortion rights. And the Christian conference was like, you know what? We don't want to be there anymore. We're pulling out. I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, God, you have every right. Like, if that's, if you don't want to be there, like, God, pull out. And so it's just so funny to me that, like, when they, when that happens in real life, especially on the conservative side, it's people like, whoa, 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 cancel culture. And like, do baseball, like, do baseball fans even care? Like, they're still going to get to this, see the, the All Stars game. It's just not going to be in Atlanta. You know I think I mean? fans, if, if you're not a politically minded fan, you probably don't really care. But if you're a business owner who was hoping for that boom, boom sure. of business during that weekend, like you're like this fucking bullshit. But I don't. Well, it's like, do you are you mad at like that? Are you mad at MLB? Or are you mad at your own fucking government that did it? Like, I think that's the the interesting part. You know, like I would like you know the government, state government's job is to like bring people into the state for from a small business owner's perspective. Um, Anyway, Emily, do you have a thought? I know you love baseball. It's the game yeah. with the stick and the ball where you hit the ball with the okay, stick. Okay, okay, okay. There is, <laughs> you're being a little bit like derisive right now. Like I am probably able to speak more intelligently about this than many because I am, I do have political knowledge and acumen and I understand things about the way the world works and I fucking know what baseball is. So, <laughs> no, we know. I thought you were going to be, I thought you were going to say because. Because Maine has a baseball team, which they don't at MLB. Portland does, though. I've gone to a game. Minor league, Sorry. maybe minor league baseball. Fun. I really like hot dogs, so you can fuck off. That's true. Honestly, me too. I've seen her do things. <laughs> I've seen her do things with a hot dog. I've seen her twirl 
uh, linked sausages as a nunchuck. And then that is not, a, that's, it sounds like a joke. It's not a joke. That's real. It's real. There is a boomerang <laughs> to prove it. It's one of my, it's on my resume. It's one of no. my key skills. Sorry. So, um, I mean, I just want to say, like, I think that it's really people on both sides are really quick to call things cancel culture. And there are a million memes that say this, but there is a difference between cancel culture and accountability. And this is accountability. You, there are consequences, consequences for your actions, like it or not and positive or negative. It is what it is. So, you know, they should have taken that into consideration. The MLB is a private organization. They are entitled to do with their funds and their resources what they want. And that is exactly what cancel culture isn't. Cancel culture is what happened to Colin Kaepernick uh, after he, um, different sport. I know, boys. I realize. I don't know. Listen, I'm, you're, go, you go, girl. That is, I finished. I finished my Tumblr. I, know, it's, I, would, I just noticed that a minute ago. I was like, damn. It was like over half water because I oh, that. All right. I will admit fair that. Enough, I'll give fair it enough. But I'm, I'm also drinking it super quick because I hate the taste. So I'm just like shooting <laughs> it back. So. You can it's switch. Quiet. Listen, I, you've done, you've done what you needed to do to show us. But now you're Not already on the spot. you're already no, but you're already on the trolley. Just ride it to the end. The scotch trolley. I kind of feel like I want. I do kind of feel like I want to double down, which is not like Ooh. anything but just a personality defect. <laughs> I would not say defect. I think that's yes. one of your strongest strengths. Well, thank you. I mean, probably because it's one of yours too. But it also tends to be doubling down on the wrong thing, like a lot Maybe. of scotch at five fifty six in the evening. Maybe. So, Maybe. but. Uh, just to finish my point, that's what happened to Colin Kaepernick was cancel culture. He got canceled, aka he got his endorsements removed. He lost his career. He was dragged viciously by the people who didn't believe in what he was doing. That is not, I mean, arguably, I'm sure the, you know, the alternative viewpoint is that that was also consequences, but cancel culture is when someone is out and out punished without consideration of the nuance of the situation. I am certain that the MLB considered the nuance of the, cir the circumstances here, considering how much money was on the line. And they made the statement they're making with complete authority. That is, and it's not a hot take. Cancel culture is like a hot take reaction. Like that's not what this is. So yeah. After Georgia. Going to the land of marijuana and mushrooms. It's in Denver. Right? Didn't they switch it? Didn't they? Oh yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. All, All right, right. Yeah. Well, so I didn't want to get political, but I that was, yeah, I've been wait. thinking about that a lot. Matt's the king of I'm not going to get political and then just throwing a and Molotov cocktail. In the... <laughs> I'm also the king of like, which just we're just going to go for one drink. Yeah, <laughs> so, that never pans out. Never. Fall off my bar stool. And what <laughs> are you what are you stuck on? <clears throat> so I think that we have talked about frust application, job application frustrations. Mm in the past and like the rudimentary systems that are still in place for applying to jobs, which are kind of malarkey considering where we are in our technical evolution. I want to talk about it from the other side because I'm actively hiring. My company's actively hiring. I'm vetting a lot of applications and resumes right now. And the audacity of some of the people <laughs> applying my company, or just, I assume this is happening across the board. And like, I understand if you're just papering the town with your resume or you're not seriously searching, but 
the people that we require a cover letter, for example, the people that sub and that is clearly stated in every job description, the people that just submit without submitting a cover letter, or I had one person today who did not, who instead of submitting a cover letter, um, wrote, I look forward to discussing this further in my interview or this, this position or availability for them in my interview. And I'm like, that person was taught that, that at some point in their career, that's a flex. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get your foot in the door. But I, did you just hear how Boston I went with that? That was alarming. I loved it. I drove, I drove to Boston earlier this weekend. I took it, took it back with me. But it's, there. there's a point where I can see it being effective with other cultures. I feel like if you have done your due diligence with our company and have any real interest in our company or the position, you would understand that is not going to work. And it just, and also, I mean, that's, that's like a high level example, just the grammar and spelling errors and formatting errors and lack of punctuation and people don't give a fuck. They will just take a shit on a piece of paper and jam it through your door, your, your mail slot. And that's not a euphemism. I know it sounds like it is, but they'll just like, yeah, take a crap on their resume and you know, shove it through the door to you. And it's like, it's a little insulting because we work really hard to make sure we make the right decisions. And I, having been on the other side of it and worked really, really hard on good cover letters and resumes, it's frustrating that there are folks out there probably getting the same jobs that I've gotten in my career with this method. And it's just, it's rough. I'm going to yeah, go ahead. I'm going to come with a counterpoint. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, no, no. I want this. Well, I'm not going to be, it's not combative, but it's not intentionally combative, but I will make it. Combative, given <laughs> I, this is, this is a robust topic and all our listeners know that I, you know, circumstantially was unemployed for quite some time due to the effects of Radical. the COVID virus in the hospitality industry. So I applied for, I want many dozens of jobs and converse, not conversely, but just in counterpoint to Emily's thing is like many employers, you know, are not reviewing the cover letter, like on the first pass. So like, fuck you. Like you want some bullshit cover letter that you're not going to read just for me to put a cover letter on, because if you like my resume, you're going to interview me or then review a cover letter when you make it to the next round but every employer is different so i'm just trying to be matt and throw a molotov cocktail but like the uh, what is it called automatic jobs like uh, applicant tracking and like the automatic shit like anyways emily i agree with you people don't listen to instructions and the level of grammar has gone way down and people can't read or write but uh the whole thing is just a disaster yeah i'll split the difference too i guess so Em, you you are working for a smaller organization, um, and so as an applicant, you know, because I also took a sabbatical or two in my time, aka was unemployed. Um, you know, you you want to gauge it, and so I've I have applied, and I'm happy to to write a cover letter for a smaller firm or or a smaller organization. That's fair. Where I think it will have impact, right? But then you have these monoliths. I was actually just talking to someone that graduated the year before you guys, or we did. Um, She is all, she's searching, has a great background and just was talking about, you know, her frustration. She's been searching since July. And I just got a automated bullshit response just two weeks ago 
from a large corporation that I spent a lot of time putting together a cover letter that they're like, they no, they're, no. they're not interested. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bitch, I'm eight an months later. Months. <laughs> no, and you, I probably applied probably two months, you know, probably, we're talking about a year. And so it's like, you know, I, to M's point though, like if it's a small organization where that would, that would be impactful and it's not this giant automated system, like spend the time and energy, but I get on the opposite side of it when it's like, you know, you're applying to fucking Amazon. Like nobody's reading your shit. Nobody's reading your shit. It's all going through this giant funnel. I don't know. That's so I get both sides. Yeah, but if you're applying to so to counter both of your counters, and then I'm getting another fucking drink. So I'm yes. Not <laughs> yes. So we are hiring. One of the positions we're hiring for is a writer. Okay. I would counter Nate's a Nate's different. Uh, we've entered. That's, that's yeah. Well. That's a different bucket. But yes, agreed. So I, I would counter Nate's position that if you're applying for a writing position you should be prepared to submit an articulate well-edited thoroughly vetted cover letter 100 percent fair which i'm receiving applicants who have not done that or either it's a trash cover letter or they just haven't submitted one period secondly if you take there is right next to the team's button or right next to the career button on our website is a team button where you can go and see how many people are in our organization from the CEO on down. And there are like 20-ish. So I would assume, unless you're just doing the blanket LinkedIn, you know, free job board application, which I know some people are, but you're not going to get hired unless you're applying for a line level position at Amazon, uh, which we're not hiring for. We're hiring for higher level and more strategic positions. Um, you can go and see very quickly that it's a small organization, probably have a more bespoke hands-on application process. And it's just, I understand that we're in a tricky economy and I understand that hiring is difficult from both sides right now. It, it, it is most frustrating because it is my free time, right? It, or not my free time, my work time, my time that I could be spending doing other things. And so it, it's just a little bit annoying that I have to spend it like vetting these jabronis, but management like, I <laughs> yeah I that's, mean, that's, the, that's the manage that's that's the management man sucks and we've all sat in <laughs> painful interviews on either side of the table you know and where it's just you painful, should but. you guys should see i'll find one i'll send you guys some of the cover letters i wrote like towards the end of when i just like was giving up on getting a job ever Cause like, I just would, they, I read somewhere, like, they're like, just copy and paste the job description and put into it in a white. word cloud yeah, and then mm-hmm. see what the words are that stand out because that's how you hack the tracking system. So I would write these yeah. things. It's like, I'm a professional with community, like <laughs> any, bu- like name a buzzword. And it was in an incoherent sentence. And like, I didn't get any of those jobs, but like no one read those letters. Cause like, they would have just like been laughing and been like, this guy's hilarious. Like, anyways, I made the biggest. I'm- <laughs> that was it. I'm a professional. Com- professional communication, hack. like charts and graphs. And <laughs> I can't the even biggest- <laughs> He, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. The biggest hack, though, is that if and when you are dealing with a company that is using an HRS like software to help like uh, score resumes, the best is you literally copy the entire job description, paste it into your resume at size two font, 
in white white font and like just it lives there and save it so when when the screen thing reads through the words it's picking up all the words that are literally in the job description you got hired uh no i i had had sex with many we still don't even know which company you work for like yeah and you and you'll never and you'll never <laughs> no but i'm but i mean it's, it only works for a certain area if, if it's like large organizations that use those resume scanning things but just i'm gonna put that out there i mean it doesn't matter for either of us but all right sorry next uh next question what's going on well um, i don't know I, if emily was done yet uh, i'm oh, I've, said, I've said what i have to say i'm gonna grab another drink and then i think we're on to our next topic so <laughs> Maddie I said I, she up. said i've she said i've said what i have to say I do want to find a cover letter that I sent because I was just getting just rat. Oh my God. That's where the door is to her room. Yeah. Oh, wait, did you just send like, would like, was your greeting? Like, Hey, you comma. <laughs> not even not like that would have been hilarious, but no, I would just like say it's like, I can't even come up. Obviously this will get cut out unless it's hilarious. What? Yeah, yeah, I, but just like, out. they would just be like, we need someone who can, communicate and who has financial acumen and i would just be like i have financial acumen and i can communicate microsoft excel like exclamation point just like literal nonsense for like compass group like i just hope someone like laughed and then like deleted it you know what i mean because like i wouldn't have wanted to work there anyways but i mean you probably honestly you're probably at the top of the pile though you gotta think i mean as as like dumb as you think yours might sound there's people that didn't give a shit at all. Didn't you read it? They're like, yeah, I can, I can do good words. I can do I food. Do I can do, and I'm good with money and I'm loyal, you know, loyal. Thank you for loyal, my loyal. Talk. That's a good one. Dedicated. Yeah, yeah, good. Dedicated. Dedicated. Professional. Dedi- I'm a dedicated team player with a, with a track record of success working across cross functional groups. That's my favorite. It's like, okay, cool. Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact. Not only Microsoft, but like <laughs> Microsoft Excel. Oh man, this is get this is taking me back. I wish I was still unemployed. It was it was retirement. No. It was retirement. It was basically like collecting social security when you're just young. Like oh I can God. live, I can live on a tight budget. Like did you it, figure your did you figure your um taxes out by the way? Uh oh man. Maybe we, is that a side? Maybe That's we a side should, thing. Is it my all panties right, right. in a bunch? Riveting, no. riveting topic here. I'm glad I returned at the. All right. She's got a bucket. She's re-upped her bucket. Matt, Let's what do you that please again? Let me make sure it is. Uh, yeah, it is scotch. Vodka, vodka seltzer on top of the or scotch. Oh. <laughs> Just say, don't dirty an extra glass, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> I had so much ice left. I'm going buck wild, you guys. It's nice out. It's like 60 degrees. I've had a hell of a week. I'm with my boys on the Zoom. There you it's go. These Friday happy hour recordings are dangerous because we can just like good though. Like we can just let the, let it go. Like on a Sunday afternoon, it's kind of like, I'm going to get real drunk, but it's Sunday night, you know, whereas Friday night it's like, Oh damn. Anyways, I have to see my in-laws later. So I probably shouldn't be black out like dark. We'll see. see. But I've interacted with them plenty when i don't have any memory of the conversation i want to call it like the cue queued up what do you listen to what do you consume what do you want what are you watching that's my cue um matt what's queued up bro 
Oh, well, I'm actually going to educate uh, Mel, you, Nathan. Emily's already educated and brilliant. Um, so I've been reading a lot. Um, I knew you were going to come with some bullshit. And Nate, that's like it made, when us, I say it made reading, me feel like a piece of shit about watching TV. No, no, no. I just want to make sure reading is like the paper. There's like thick paper and then lots of pieces of paper in between it. Yeah. 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 Like the, um, like the Torah. It looks like pictures, but it's actually spells out words. So I've been reading a really in, a fucking amazing book, actually. Um, it's about, and I always mispronounce it, Natchez, Natchez, Mississippi. Natchez. No, it's pronounced like not like nachos, nachos. Yeah, like nacho I, know about, I know about nachos. Notches, yeah, N A T C H E Z. Do you say you know about notches in a belt? Nachos, <laughs> no nachos. Oh, yeah, they're great. Oh, he does. He does I know cued, about nachos. I queued those up too. You're really good at ignoring Nate when he's being stupid. I think. It's well, funny. no, it's just I honestly, it's just like it goes in one ear out the other. Um, it's called uh, the deepest south of all, and it's this book that's been written. It's it's like a it's uh it's about notch notches. Notches. Um, <laughs> what, it's, it's, what the, the? It's hard to. It's hard to. <laughs> You're good, what? man. Just tell us what the book's about. Oh, I don't it's know not, how it's pronounced. I don't either. Anyway, but it, it, I always want to say Natchez, and it's like nachos or Natchez. Anyway, it's this really interesting book that like is talking about this very well. They would consider some themselves a very like liberal, uh, like place in rural Mississippi that has like all this history around, you know, they, you know, they have a, a black gay mayor and like, that's, you know, for the South, that's like super progressive, but then it like, on one hand, it gives like this picture of what's going on. And it's, it, there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of like, still sort of like old historic, like debutante balls. And they kind of ignore the fact that like, yeah, racism still exists. And then also at the same time, the writer who is a piece of, he's a well-known like travel writer. I can't remember his name. Um, I think it's Richard, Rant, I believe. Anyway, it's just really interesting because it kind of goes in between like this surreal world. Like one chapter will be how he like went to a uh, one of these like debutante balls and like articulating all these like older white matriarchs and like tutting over people. And then the next chapter will be what is telling the story about like how Natchez was actually created. And, like it, it's it's very fascinating. It's like very. A little, it's all, it's not like a fiction. It's obviously um, nonfiction, but I've uh, been reading it. It's very good. It keeps the attention. It, uh, Nate is asleep also, just forever. <laughs> Nate has taken a nap. He's crawled up. Not, anyway, too, that's, I'm not, I'm not shitting on this at I'm all. That's what I'm up on. Is no, this, I know, I know. Is this a, like, just for perspective, because I am not familiar with this book. Uh, I think I've heard that name before, but I would, be, I would not be able to put it in context if you put me on the spot. But is it like a bestseller right now, or is it? How did you come across said book? Um, I don't think it's a bestseller. It, it um, I came across it in my my like Amazon. What it was it called? What is this thing called? Um, like the recommended. Kindle? Yeah, but like your Kindle, 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 and so like you know I read so many like <laughs> race theory 
books about educating myself and it popped up as like a, Hey, this might be something lighter that you might want to read you crazy person. But um, the funny part is that, and this Nate, I don't know if you know, Regina Carbon, uh, I don't know how you say her name, Car Carbonau. She's a really well-known, um, she's written a few cookbooks. She was really well-known out West Coast, uh, had a few restaurants, um, like big in the culinary world. She actually lives there. And so like this, the author made friends with her at this like book signing that she did. And she's like the one that like brought him in. So like it talks about too, about her. She has like a bed and breakfast like six restaurants there. She's like very big and like hospitality there. So anyway, it's a nice blend of like all that for me. So go read I, it. Oh, sorry. No, Em, please. I know um, about Natchez, which I thought was pronounced Natchez because I heard it in my favorite Ja Rule song. Uh -huh. which is actually, I'll, I'll share it with you guys afterwards because uh, it's, I think it's Ja Rule. Now I have to look this up. Um, God, it could, if it's someone else, I'm going to be really embarrassed. Well, hopefully not DMX, RIP. No, DMX music is so hilarious. Like, I was literally, like, listening to an old DMX song a month ago before this whole thing with him. And his he died, I mean, the lyrics. Or he died. Well, he was in the hospital, and then he passed today. I mean, I'm not making light of his passing. But his lyrics do not, you. they are not really appropriate for the modern era. I mean, the things that he yeah. says. I nope. cannot repeat on this podcast, but it is hilarious. Anyways, M, who's you talking? Jaw rule, roll out. I was referring to Nas, which oh, Nas. <laughs> all right, I am very embarrassed by. But so Nas is, I forget his birth Nas. name, but Nas, not Nas. Um, his <laughs> his father is actually a famous blues musician named Olu yeah. Um, and there, the, my favorite song, one of my favorite songs period is called bridging the gap. And it's, it's a great song. That song is sick. Yeah. And the video, have you watched the video? Yeah. I love Nas. It's, He's one of my favorites. So I don't know much about him. I saw him in concert once with Kid Cudi and sadly I was there for Kid Cudi, but, um, that sounds like an amazing he, it, concert. I'm yeah. Kind it was, of like, this is my brain is exploding right now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Keep Why? reading your books. Go back to your book, library, boy. Oh, my we'll God. Back to rap. I really like rap and hip-hop. Did you not know that? No, no. Um, no, of course. I know everything about yeah, you. Yeah, no um, no, no, I did. No, no, I knew everything about you. googling hip-hop right I just, now. Did it, yeah. <laughs> How do you spell it? Um, no, I'm, I, I'm surprised by the fact that you went to a Kid Cudi concert. Oh, yeah, I was very into Kid Cudi. I mean, I was very into someone who was into Kid Cudi. There we uh, go. Here, yeah. now That's I fine. Okay. That's fine. Everyone does that. But he also has put out some really good albums. Like, he's a super talent. He's, he's very yeah, yeah. talented. I don't he's disagree with that. Bit of an odd duck, but he actually did, just did his new album. Is, uh, features Phoebe Bridgers, who's another one of my favorite musicians from a very different genre. But any, anyway, I, dig I digress. Nachos. Yeah, so... Uh, Oludara Naz's father's hometown. Uh, he is from, he says, I'm I from Natchez in the song. Maybe that's mm. why I know it because I definitely you don't know, know that. It. No, but I know that song and I've heard, anyways, whatever. But yeah, that's I'll send a good, it, that's uh, a good, uh, I'll send it to our little group chat for, 
for Matt to round out his experience. But anyway, you should. It's it should. Are you book. allowed it's a good to? Read. Are you allowed to like cut in clips of songs that are just like readily available on Spotify, no, or is that some sort of copyright infringement? So. Probably. It's, well, we'll get our legal counsel on it, but I'm pretty sure probably not. It's definitely copyright infringement. We're probably not important enough to get served with anything, so we could probably get away with it until we become famous. Which is happening soon, by the way. I've talked to some people. I mean, we're, we're on the cusp, so... We'll not, get- I'll tell you what, not after this episode. My sister, who now I'm calling her out because she said she listens now, so I'm going to wait until... I'll, let's see if she hits me up about this when after we publish this episode. She was like all intoxicated when we were hanging out with her last weekend she's like you guys are really funny but like your podcast not going anywhere i'm like thank you for your blunt honesty (laughs) i'm like i like it i mean (laughs) unless she's the podcast producer i don't want to hear it no where does where where are we going like where listen she's an accountant i don't give a shit Um, i I mean i i don't want it i want our friends to think we're funny which like anyone who already knows us thinks we are I think that it was more just the nature of the conversation was like what it would take to have a wildly popular podcast that was built from what's the right word? Like um, grassroots grassroots type building. Listen, it will happen. You got to listen. What's wrong is we were were 20 bottles of wine deep. You don't, like three of us, so. also you guys don't pray enough if you prayed more we would we would be big so let jesus, anyway let jesus take the wheel you know yeah he just read it he just rose matt's cute matt is queuing us up for a cult fully like i want i've been listening <laughs> well to i mean if we're recently and all this talk about nachos and i don't like there are just some signs it's here. a slow like, play he's been slow playing us every week it gets all, a little bit but, more indoctrinating no listen but but emily would be the the classic like target I, for me to go I after. Would love she's cult. ready to join a cult i would 100%. give me i'm in i'm in i'll give you all <laughs> my if you provide shelter food i will give you all my earthly possessions to like is it also like retirement i'll take yeah, it. it i don't want your listen Nate, i don't want your six nba jerseys that you've had since <laughs> high school and like your 14 pairs of tube socks i don't need your <laughs> earthly possessions I've already I've already been in in conversations with your wife about acquiring you as a as she'll, a person. She'll sell. She'll she'll let me go. I, know. I don't think you're gonna actually value you gonna a be little a... bit. Oh no no, it's not it's the not... way you think it's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where does that? All right. So any other anyone else have a good book they've been reading? No, shut up. Who's pissed off? <laughs> I guess... well, I wanted to sh- before we change the subject. I wanted to shout out Nate's sister. I, oh yeah go for it um i have like this is actually kind of an aside I'm, I'm a little tipsy by now so like this is this is an aside but i have had like the best warmest podcast receptions and reactions from nate's wife and sister i don't know what this motherfucker is doing to surround himself with some such wonderful women myself included because he's oh. definitely not earning well, no, he tricked. No, he was born and he was born into one, and he tricked the other one. And you were just forced, like you. It was. I have school. no excuse. I think I was brainwashed. Maybe Nate's like the sleeper cult leader among us, but um, he doesn't have both, enough discipline. Both <laughs> this is true. Both Nate's wife and sister have been remarkably welcoming 
to me in terms of like connecting on social media, connecting with the podcast on social media, interacting with the podcast, like befriending me remotely, knowing that I am now part of the fold or a more active part of the fold. Of course, our friendship runs years, but now that we're communicating on a, on a regular basis, like so warm and welcoming. And I'm a huge, like, as you guys know, community is super important to me. My friendships are super important to me. And so to have them like reach out and be like, you know, befriending me, like Nate's sister, reached out and was like you're hilarious on the podcast and I was like oh one compliment equals friendship for life you have paid the toll to this troll bridge um you know it's just a really wonderful so shout out to you guys I don't want to name you because I think I've dropped names before but I want to maintain some you know modicum of of uh of anonymity here but beautiful women in your life and yeah i don't know what the fuck you did to deserve it but. well my sister is genuine too so she's not just yanking your chain you know she listens and uh she wouldn't she wouldn't give dishonest feedback so that's very sweet i'm very, I'm very, I'm very glad you didn't reach out to a stranger to <laughs> lie to her listen there are some psychos out there these days so but that would be a straight up sociopath move so i'm glad that that's true i reach well, out to also, strangers all the time also, uh, we are working on a. I'm a ghostwriter for Nate's upcoming autobiography, which is also titled "Yanking Your Chain." So, <laughs> hey, listen, we need to. You, I, we know you love a good book. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm making myself laugh. We're gonna call that panties in a bunch. I mean, that's why. That's why my um, panties are in a bunch. Your panties get twisted up a lot. All right, so panties. My panties are bunched. I have been wearing panties a lot. Um, I don't know if this is, again, this is one of those things that might have just been lingering in my subconscious. Subconscious. But, oh. like, and, and I don't know if this is true of, like, the pharmacy, not medical pharmacies, but, like, Dwayne Reed's and the CVS's and the Walgreens of the world. I don't know if this is only true of New York City or all of these chains of those type of stores. And it's not new, but I have been increasingly annoyed by how they have more things now, like under air quotes, lock and key, like where you have to hit a button and it's on behind plastic and someone from the store has to come open it for you. Do you guys have any idea what I'm talking about? I do. I understand the concept. Yes. Emily's saying no. So I can. Absolutely. Not. We only use wampum here to barter in the North country. No, but I don't know if I'm being, I'm serious. Is that true of all like Walgreens and CVS? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think a universal one or it used to be like rate, like razors. Yeah. The like, razors is where it started. Right, so like it's not, always, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not new, but I guess probably, and this is a whole different conversation because I buy basically everything from Amazon now. But when I go into, and it just happens to be Dwayne Reed, New York City, you know, I don't seek out that brand, but so much more stuff is locked up like that now. And you have to press the button. Like I need, just need like heartburn medicine the other day. And like, there's one person working in the store and it's only the checkout person and you press the button and you're just standing there waiting. And then they shuffle around the corner and they open it. And like they, and half the time the shit's broken anyways. Like you could just rip open the plastic wow. and take what you want. Like not to like to steal, but like, I'm like, is there literally a black market where someone is stealing 1499 28 day Prilosec treatments? 
So listen, I uh, that's why I bring a Phillips head screwdriver to every CVS I go to, so I could just pop that was, shit right open. They lock up the beer now at the Dwayne Reed by my house, and it's like oh, I don't well, think I don't think it's a corporate decision. I don't know how their corporation functions. Dwayne Reed sponsor us, but like I didn't realize they had like two little panels on each of the glass doors of like how you open it, and I didn't even it was never there before. And I just went to open it and didn't realize that was there. And I just opened it. Like, I guess I was just like, opened it strong. And it just ripped the panels off of the one door. And the doors were like shaking. And I was just like, oh, God. Anyways, I don't know. (laughs) No, this this was was beer. And so I had to stop going to that Dwayne Reed. But like, also, it's fucking bullshit. Like, why? Like, literally. Like the razor, like any, like were people, were people stealing them? I guess they it's, were. It's usually, yeah, it's usually like, I don't know, I, I'll, I will co-sign on that. It's usually like a, you know, higher value items. They don't want to be stolen. So they think that like by putting it behind a plastic cubby, it won't. Yeah. The beer is a new one for me. I, that's, I've never heard that. I mean, I guess they somehow made an educated choice that, the amount of like, because I will not but a six pack a fucking rolling rock. I mean, it's that like, was that was stupid. But I guess they they identify that they were having a problem with people stealing it. But I just won't like I'm not I'm not going to go there and buy something where I have to press the button and wait five minutes for someone to come. Yeah. Let me buy it. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm going go to go to another yeah. store from a so. nerd perspective. I would be curious about that, like from a customer ex- experience, like especially in New York. I mean, Jesus, you can go another block and there's an, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's not like it's a shortage. It's not like you're like driving there or this is like the closest place to you. It's like you can go a block, you know, north, south, east or west and find another bodega that can sell it to you. So I have heartburn problems now, not five minutes from now when you shuffle around the corner to, oh, give me my Prilosec, bitch. You're supposed to have it in, okay, this is more about, t- this is more of the time management issue than the Dwayne Reed issue, so <laughs> I digress, but anyway. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm also just curious, like, that to me seems like a short-sighted solution to a, that was going to have long-term impacts, right? Like, the counter, I don't want to go, like, give me the product, yeah. you know, give me, anyways, what are there, what ladies products are locked up? I don't really shop for a lot of ladies products. I honestly wonder, like, if this is a very regional thing or, like, a city thing, because we really don't, like, cigarettes are behind the counter, um, like, some medications are behind, like, the pharmacy counter, but, like, razor blade, like, you know, like, shaving razors, like, those are out, out for you to get, like, um, I mean, Maine's pretty liberal in terms of, like, permissions, like, that kind of, like, personal liberty, like, permission stuff, so... I don't, I think it's like a city thing, honestly. I guess it must thing. be, yeah, regional. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I honestly, I was trying to think of the last time I had to access something that was locked. And like, there was like one of those little like plastic locking like devices on top of the booze I bought yesterday. So like, I couldn't carry it out of the store, but like, it wasn't behind lock and key. Um, so I think it might be regional. Like, we'll I mean, start I, documenting. I'll send you guys some pics. No, um, we don't want your butthole pics anymore. Those are just for you. I would never let Emily see that. She's a lady. Oh, God damn it. 
We've, we're going to start a podcast specific drinking game, though, where we drink every time Matt, Matt says butt hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. we're Fair already. Sure. Well, welcome to Blackout City. <laughs> <laughs> so looking forward to that. You got to have something to look forward to. Wait, what? what is it that you were looking forward to? All right. What do you look M, You have not. Well, should we finish with M or start the looking forward to with M? Because she has not had a microphone, a proverbial let, microphone. Let her decide. In terms of no, I've been silent, silent poise this whole time. Just demure, a lady. Let, let her, let's let her decide. I'll, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go since I'm talking already. Um, so I am, I think by the time this airs, so... May, this can't come out until Monday night because I'm going to going to say things that aren't becoming official until Monday. Let's be realistic. I'm not getting this shit out. <laughs> Feeling, but I just wanted to, you know, for legal reasons. Um, so I've had a really couple busy weeks. I've referenced this like throughout the podcast, but I was recently, so a couple of exciting things have happened. Um, for one, it's spring, like fully in Maine, which so my seasonal depression just disappeared overnight, which is amazing. Um, and that's helped a lot. Number two is that I was appointed to my first ever board of directors role. Um, so this isn't news to you guys because I told all my people I was very excited. It's for the nonprofit organization I volunteered for for almost three years, uh, which is for some some heavy stuff. It's it's victims and survivors advocacy, which I'm very passionate about. And um, yeah, I'm just really, really pleased to be able to contribute to the agency in a more meaningful way um, or not more meaningful, but just like a different like impact making decision making way as well as my volunteer time so that I'm very proud of I never thought that I would be big girl board of directors status um I am still a mess I am still this emo teenager living inside a 32 year old's body so um really proud of that I've additionally been promoted to my leadership team. I'm now director level in my company, which is the highest, the second to highest level. So there's the CEO and then director sit below him. Um, and I've been with my company for almost three years as well, three years on Monday. And I am just really, really invested in our strength and growth and really love where I work, which is, you know, less common than usual these days. Um, I think that, you know, I'm, I consider myself very lucky to believe in both the mission of my company and to also love the people I work with and believe in what we do. And um, I'm having a direct impact on the success and health of our company and our team who I love. I consider many of them my friends. So I just feel very like up, like very, like I've had a lot of good luck lately. And I feel like it's a lot of like chickens coming home to roost. Um, so yeah, that's luck. my- It's not luck. Don't say it's luck. I'm, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's recognition for hard work as well, which I, you know, I appreciate, but um, I'm really excited because Monday, both of these positions become official. So it's just very, it's a very exciting time for me. I'm very grateful for everything that I have, um, including you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That got tacked on at the end. I'm about to create a fake Gmail and apply for a job at your company come Monday. <laughs> as long as you write a good fucking cover letter, that's fine. There's going to be a lot of hidden font in there. Marketing <laughs> stuff. I don't even. I don't even know what buzzwords to use at this point. I'm numb. You're tired. No, but we're very proud of you. You texted us on the side, and it's very exciting that both of those things are happening at the same time, and we're 
That's I'm listen. I will reinforce. I, I know that 2020 and the beginning of 2021 has been garbage and terrible for so many people. Fully acknowledge that people have lost loved ones, you know, lost jobs, but there has still been a lot of positives that came out of this. And I just think like, we don't need to ignore, we don't need to ignore the negatives to appreciate the positives. So I celebrate UM. I think that's great. I think it's, you know, about time you've invested a lot in both those organizations. So good for you, kiddo. Thank you. I do it all for you, Maddie. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Buff four. <laughs> um, Nate, do you want me to go or do you want to? I need more time finish? to think. Okay, okay. Think. What he's looking for. He's so miserable. He can't even <laughs> think about what's... Um, I will say my, mine's not necessarily like looking forward to like the next week, but it's more like looking forward to the next month, I would say. So a combo of A, starting my birthday weekend with my boyfriend, Nate, and a few surprises. It was just so nice to see and touch and kiss people. Um, when and was then the last time we saw each other before that? Was at Ground Zero, remember? Benihana? No, 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 no. There was another time. Oh, uh, North. Uh, so, I mean, it had been in the end of summer. In North Fork. Anyways, it had been like six months. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway my, my point is like those pieces combined with the fact that um, two-thirds of us right now are fully vaccinated with the other third, you know, halfway in. And I had my – so I, my mom, I, they, um, Emily and Nate both know, but my mom – and my sister and brother-in-law came to visit. Like, I'm, I'm just getting really, like, ramped up into, like, we are, we're getting close to, like, actually being able to engage with one another more regularly. So it's, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I just, we are, our uh, Jeremy and I's final shot is in, like, two weeks. So we'll see nice. if I get um, horns. Um, but no, no, it's, I just, I'm, I'm just like ready. I'm ready for it. I'm like, we're ready to host. We're ready to party, tear our top off. Well, that's where we're having the, that's where we're having the live podcast recording. Well, it's either be at your place or in Maine. We have to hammer that out. Matt got his first shot and he texted me. He's like, yeah, they said there's supposed to be side effects. Like my arm's a little sore, but like I crushed it at the gym this morning. So it could be just that too. Wait, exactly. also, no, I never say like that. Also, this side story, which my arms are a little sore, but I did buy some oh, tries shut, today. Shut up, Nate. <laughs> I did tell this story to Nate. So we went to so Jeremy and I both went to the same place, but unfortunately we had to go like three hours apart because our that was our appointment. So I went, um, and they did such a great job. They, I mean, everyone's doing like working so hard to make it seamless. The woman who got got me my shot, which I actually actually maybe I haven't told you this, Nate, um, which was an older Haitian woman who was I think she probably was a nurse at some point. She was probably in her like early sixties. This was like her twilight. She was not. She was she was retired, and so she was like you know, she was fumbling around a little bit. Um, like you know, she's like, "Are you allergic to anything?" I'm like, "Yeah, Tylenol," which I am. 
And then like later on, she was like, you know, if it gets sore, just take some Tylenol. I'm like, well, I'm allergic to that, so I'm not going to take that. <laughs> but the but what I'm when I'm what the main thing is that at the end she said, you know, if you get sore, like you know, roll your shoulders back, make sure you drink lots of liquids, and make sure you eat lots of fruits and vegetables. And so, you know, I'm no stop laughing. Best I'm, medical you know, just advice got my ever. First, I just got my first shot. I'm like, okay, okay, bitch. If that's what I'm going to do, that's what I'm going to do. So fast forward to, so then I came home, Jeremy went and got his. Later that night, we're like laying in bed, about to go to bed. And I was like, I was like, I was like weird, right? Like the fruits and vegetables. And Jeremy's like, what? What do you, what? And I was like, you know, the like fruit, like eating fruits and vegetables is like the, is like the recommendation about like, how, how you like process the shot he's like what are you fucking talking about <laughs> i'm like you're you're the person didn't that suck you didn't tell you to eat drink fluids and eat fruits and vegetables and he's like no you're what the fuck are you talking about so i basically have this like rogue haitian woman <laughs> who is like adding in which i mean it's not bad advice That's but you know your no, it's still good advice. But you know, when you get your first shot, like you're you're ready. You whatever they say, you are ready for this to be over with. So like you're gonna do. So I'm like, all right, bitch, let's get some apples. Let's get some celery up in this joint. And and he it was just like Jeremy's like, what are you talking about, you idiot? And I'm like, they didn't. Your people didn't tell you to eat fruits and vegetables. And he's like, no, they said to like you're you might be sore, roll your shoulders around, and drink fluids. And I'm like, well. You had the wrong one. So I'm now I'm like, I, for a while, I was desperately asking you. I'm like, did they tell you fruits and vegetables? So far, no one has been given that advice. But it's not, it's advice. not bad advice. It's not she bad help, advice. She was helping you. She was helping you. She was. Well, my her. looking forward to is short and sweet. And Emily is the one who's carrying the torch of this. But we are going to do a in-person live recording at some date in 2021, I don't know when it is, but I know Emily's not going to quit till we do it. And I would love to go to Maine. I don't know how and when, but we have a we have a why, and that's all that matters. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think as soon as y'all are, have your second shots and pass the so I got mine too, which yeah. was actually um, this is going to be super irrelevant and boring in like three months once everyone has theirs and we're all vaccinated and we can go back talking to other shit hopefully, but I was I was planning to wait until whenever because the queue opened up for sixteen and above in Maine on Wednesday. And I am fortunate. I don't live a high risk lifestyle. I'm able to work from home. I don't have you know elderly family members that I'm dying to see like. I was just like, I'm going to wait until the queue slows down until everyone else who like really wants and needs theirs has the chance to get in. I, a link went around for educators only accidentally at work. I got in the queue. I went to cancel my appointment once I realized that it was, you know, specific to this population. She said, listen, we can't find anyone else to book this in, keep it and just don't tell anyone. So now that it's happened and the queue is open, it's kind of like whatever, but I got vaccinated officially the day before vaccinations were open to general population po- what general population here we go <laughs> and i just made plans to go for um general population in maine and i got the j and j so it's one and done and i was you know knock on wood very lucky i had the day after i was like really foggy and like tired and kind of the beginning, you know, when you're starting to get a cold and you're not sick yet, but you know, you're getting sick. I felt like that, but 
I have allergies this time of year anyway, and it was honestly not so different from a bad allergy day. So I feel very lucky, you know, fingers crossed, like we're several days out now, very, very lucky. But as soon as I got that shot, I texted the boys, you know, like the next day I was like, all right, here it is. We got to start planning our pod retreat because I haven't seen either of your faces in a very long time. It's been literally impossible for over a year now. And something about knowing that you can't, it's not just that you're not, it's that you can't makes it worse. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep pushing. I think, you know, by the time y'all get your second shots, we should, you know, have a plan and we'll get a cute little Airbnb here in town and you can do the main thing. So I'm, I think that's the move. Cause I got to go see that part of the country. I got to, I got to get up there. And it's just getting nice and you'll never leave. You'll never, you've seen the no, lighthouse, I, right? Nate? I I'm going to stay. Yeah, you are going to be living in a lighthouse on the coast of Maine. I'll grow my beard. I'll wear a, a seal fur coat. Is that illegal? You now, and your imaginary no, lighthouse, lighthouse keeper. What's that? We are, listen, we're way over no. time, and uh, we're way over time. We are, we are, we are going to be ready and willing. I think. I think we you are just full. disgusted on mute with Jeremy, but yeah, I did. He ran in here. He's drunk as hell. <laughs> get a glass of wine. He's trying to figure out what sushi we're going to order. Ooh, I like that. All right. Well, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I'm cutting anyone off from, but we've been rambling and scotch. The scotch episode, we knew it was going to go long. I feel like I don't even know what time it is. But uh, it's these Friday night. It's not even the booze. It's just the Friday night. The Friday but it's night. such a good vibe. It's a good vibe. It's, it's like a, a happy it, hour. With honestly, friends. I think it's this good. is the right vibe for yeah. what we record. Matt, what are we drinking next time? So next time, because it's it is, <laughs> I hope I'm not going to piss anybody off on this one. Next time, because it is summery and beautiful, just winking at us. I was. We need to have a sprit. I know that some of us are working through some aperol. I know that some of us have some. So a spritz of some sort. It doesn't have to be a cordial spritz, but something with a combination of a carbonation and a liqueur or a liquor. Why would that piss anyone off? Well, because I know that Emily's been working through Aperol for uh, about a year now, and if if she uh, if she just stop. if she just now got done with it, she, yeah. So, but I don't think she is. So I think you know we're let's welcome in the summer solstice, which we're still you know months away from. Months away from yeah. what? <laughs> oh please, like like Nate knows anything about solstice? Isn't the, the summer solstice like September? He doesn't know anything. It's June, Nathan. What's yeah, September? yeah, yeah. June. Yeah, September. Show, show June. That's right. Love you guys. Um, love you guys please. so much. Emily, please, so glad. please, please end this before it gets Please worse. put the nail on the coffin, Emily. Believe in yourselves and never drink scotch. <laughs> ever. Literally right. ever. Ever. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.